Hello and welcome to another episode of the Evolve and Expand podcast with me, your host, Lorna. Today I am joined by a very special guest, my moon, my beautiful friend, Nadia. Um, I'm just going to let you introduce yourself because I'll give you this real, in fact, I could introduce you. But Nadia, and today we are going to be talking about how to create sustainability for yourself. So welcome to the Evolve and Expand podcast, Nadia. Hi, Lana, my sunshine. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe we can explain a little bit about this. Um, yeah. Lana spent a lot of time together in Morocco, uh, which is um, at my space, Manira Palm, which is a hub for healing that is dedicated to create sustainability for our soil and soul. And during the time that we spent together here, we realised that we got on super well, but I think the essence to our relationship was the fact that we were polar opposites. And um, Lana is a sunshine full of fire, full of energy. And <laughs> the one that likes uh, solitude and slowness. And actually, it was really interesting to build a connection based on this um, opposition or this polarity, because it's really interesting to observe that actually one can't exist without the other and we need that balance and harmony of both energies in life and I think that is where I have cultivated and developed practices to share with people being able to know when rest is important but also understand when um, drive is also I do know I just realized I called you Nadia which is really weird because normally I just call you Nads so I was like I'm saying Nadia like that doesn't sound right <laughs> so I'm gonna refer to Nads <laughs> not <laughs> um but yes I think you, you summed it up nicely there I did spend a long time living with Nads out in Manira Palm which is the most beautiful space that you have to everybody has to check out I'm gonna link it in the in the show notes but I think that's one thing we did realize is that we were I was very like couldn't couldn't stop like go 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 and Nad really taught me like the power of slowing down and then we did form this beautiful beautiful friendship where we realized that I am the sunshine she is the moon it's like yin and yang (laughs) we can't exist without each other (laughs) but we balance each other out in so so many ways so I'm so excited to be having this conversation I, I feel like it's a very long overdue conversation and talking about the topic of creating sustainability for yourself because it's something I feel we're both deeply passionate about it's the the theme of our upcoming retreat next month warrior evolution um is all about yes Nads and I are co-hosting a retreat warrior evolution together next month in Manira Palm in the 5th to the 10th of April and this is about journeying people back to themselves and that's why I feel like we, we come together so well to do this yes I couldn't agree more I think the Methods that we use are the experiences that we've both had um, complement each other and give or offer people um, a well-rounded approach to living. Um, And I think we've actually, just before this call, we've just been talking about sometimes we may feel misaligned to what we offer. And certainly I go through periods where maybe I don't feel necessarily like I am creating sustainability for my soul. Maybe I'm self-sabotaging or I'm feeling guilty for binge-watching episodes or series on Netflix. But 
we are human having this uh, human experience and sometimes these times are important you know like we might need to decompress we might need to just numb out for a moment and it's not to say numbing out or distraction is the key to uh, evolution or growth within ourselves but also knowing that or creating space for forgiveness and compassion during those times is okay. It's okay to know that the, to have a, a, you know, a drawer of practices or soul nourishing activities that you can go to. Um, but also knowing that sometimes they're not always necessary and you don't always have to be on this healing. And I say that with inverted (laughs) quotes, um journey 100% of the time because actually I was having a I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder last year about healing and it becoming a little bit of a buzzword and yes we are conditioned throughout life um to believe certain things we also hold some trauma that we may distract our block away from and yes it's important at times to be able to delve deeper into those spaces to release to grow to evolve but also healing is not the purpose of this life living is the purpose of this life and being able to balance that out um by just having fun Taking pleasure, seeking pleasure in every day is also part of the journey. I think I completely agree with everything that you said there. I think there's sometimes when we we go down this path of self-discovery, of self-growth, we get sometimes, I know it's like that was a trap that I sort of fell into. It's like I felt like I constantly needed to be working on something. And that's not saying that I don't constantly want to grow. I do. But it's that also realization that like you said healing is not the purpose healing is part of the path it's part of this life but also a big part of this life is to live it's to enjoy it's to experience and sometimes we can become out of balance and I definitely notice on reflection of like my journey especially over the last couple of years I was out of balance I wasn't really living I just felt like I constantly had to be pushing to the next thing what was the next block that I was going to uncover to get me to the next path but in that whole process just completely lost myself again in this journey of healing to the point where I guess I didn't feel like I knew who I was anymore because I'd like created this identity let's say of healing which wasn't sustainable and it just left me feeling like deeply even deep more pop I don't want to say more unhappy than I was before it's not a comparison but in this period and for me it's the last sort of six months of my journey have been how do you rediscover to live again because yes like you said we have this toolbox of practices that we develop and we'll talk about more about some of these like throughout like this podcast episode and like the practices that we help for our own sustainability yes it's about having them as tools but also like sometimes like the greatest tool is just to live it's just to go out and experience and learn from that experience as well so what we're talking and I think you said about sometimes like that, that feeling out of alignment and that being part of sustainability I guess just with this whole episode is about creating sustainability for ourselves so what would you actually define as like sustainability for yourself I think 
If I look, I live amongst the land at Manira Palm in Morocco and um, this space was dedicated to creating sustainability for soil and soul. And when I first um, embarked on this journey, I was looking at nature a lot. I was living in nature daily and I was seeing this constant death and rebirth happening in, in, in the land with vegetables, um, with the seasons. And when you look at sustainability, like it's, you know, there's a lot talking about like how the earth's going to burn and, you know, all this climate change. And yes, it's important to have sustainability for the environment, but it's like, it's reflective in us humans too. Us humans can burn out. And there's a complete mirror um, when I look at nature and I look at myself um, and I look at humans around and we are not separate from nature. We are we are nature. And we also transition as women specifically um, through our own inner seasons, um, through menstruality. We also transition through seasons of nature. So even if you take a moment now just to reflect on how you feel when the nights get a little bit darker earlier, um, do you feel that your body wants to slow down? It gets a little bit harder to get out of bed. But then when the spring comes, there's almost like a little surge of energy that happens with it. And in summer, if you think about the activities that you do or the drive or the motivation that you have to be more social, to go and see new people. And this is this is nature. And when you look at the land... Every every time you plant a vegetable, you know, you plant a seed and before it even shows any sign of growth, it, could, it develops the roots underneath the surface. Then there's a little sprout, then it grows, then it grows bigger, then it fruits. And after it fruits, it dies. <laughs> <laughs> That's the life over. But it's a metaphorical death until the next time, until the next season. You know, during that death, it like, the soil is so flush with nutrients and minerals and it needs that rest to be able to support the growth of a new vegetable, of new life. And I think sometimes when I'm certainly in a period now where I feel really out of alignment, but I don't think it's necessarily I'm out of alignment. I think there's a, a death and rebirth process happening. It's like I'm saying goodbye to someone that I've identified with for a long time. And I'm just in a transition period before I can welcome in the new, the new sprout, the new roots. And I'm solidifying in this new space. And I think that's what, for me, sustainability for the self is. It's being able to show compassion and understanding for these constant transitions that we experience in life these con these consistent um identity crises that we might go through <laughs> like not knowing who we are and then be really firm and strong in who we are and then changing and being adaptable to this change I also believe that honoring the different season within within us, whether that's on a yearly seasonal um, time 
or with as a woman um going through the seasons each month like we can talk a little bit maybe about this later but yeah, a lot of is. a lot of the work that um I've been doing recently is about menstruality and understanding that within each month of our cycle as a woman um we go through four seasons where we need to have rest we need to have inspiration we need to have creativity and exploration and then we need to sit with the inner critic and be able to learn from that shadow self that we hold and I think also the last thing when it comes to sustainability is knowing that I think when I embarked on a sustainability journey, it was knowing that you can't do everything all at once. Sustainability is about slow change and it's about honouring that slowness, that pace, as that slowness and pace is within nature. And I think when we accept that, that then creates this sustainability within our souls, within ourselves. There's so much in there. That's like, <clears throat> like, I was just like, hmm. But I honestly like, I think nature, like you were saying about nature, it is that reminder, the constant reminder that everything is ever evolving around us. And I had this sort of epiphany with, with trees when it came to winter last year, when the leaves started to fall. And I thought, the leaves fall off the trees every single year. The tree stands there tall, like rooted in the ground. No one questions like the beauty of the tree because it's lost its like leaves. No one thinks, oh, that looks like an ugly tree. The tree's not sitting there saying, oh, I'm ugly now, I've lost my leaves because it knows it's a part of life. So it really made me reflect on why do we as, like you said, when we go through these identity crises or when we go through these things, why do we then question whether when we lose certain parts of ourselves, whether we're worthy or not, whether we're part of it. And yeah, it was just that reminder that just like trees like we go through cycles and I think you're talking a lot about sustainability for a land and maybe it would be nice actually to touch on about maybe more a bit more about the way of life in Morocco like the culture because that was I think a lot of people would learn from that it's something that really taught me to to slow down compared to life in the west like obviously I'm in London probably one of the fastest paced cities (laughs) it's constantly go 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 and like you said about this slowness this pace like you plant the seed the roots you can't rush the process yet mm. we live in a society especially here like where every everybody wants things now everybody wants things yesterday we want to rush the process because why would we want to wait we've we've created this I guess urgency culture so when things don't happen things don't flourish in the speed of time that we desire it suddenly we catastrophize it it's the end of the world not realizing we cannot rush the process yeah, for sure. And I think this urgency culture is so damaging to the nervous system. Mm-hmm. In the West, it is a very yang state. It's always go, go, go. Um, there's this immediacy, this urgency for all things. And actually, like we were talking um, at the beginning about the sun and the moon and this polarity and the one that can't exist without the other, If we do not incorporate more yin, more slowness, more rest into our lives, our body is in a constant state of survival. So in order to thrive, us humans need to be able to balance the energy. 
and yes in 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 western in western living when there's um nine to five these expectations for work it can be very difficult to balance it out because one of the biggest thing is is that I hear is I just don't have the time okay. but in order to create sustainable change firstly you have to take accountability for yourself and make a commitment to yourself even mm. if it's only practicing stillness for five minutes in a day or maybe committing to a yin practice for one hour a week. That is what then kickstarts this sustainability within yourself. It's not a big commitment, but it's also knowing that as a human, in order to come out of survival and go into balance, harmony, equilibrium, and th- like having that thrive within yourself, there needs to be a leveling out of the scales. And in the West, when it's constantly in yang, having an experience of yin, whether that's um, being mindful on a walk, on a slow walk, having a yin yoga practice, sitting in meditation, maybe having um, sitting down with a cup of tea with no phones and just observing what's around mm-hmm. all this can contribute to a yin practice and it can start bringing the body back into balance and actually reduce the stress on the nervous system yeah and I think it's we don't realize like the how powerful like understanding your nervous system is and mm-hmm. I, I can talk from experience like when I first left the UK when I came to Morocco back in what, October 2021 which sounds yeah. like I can't believe it's just that long ago. I was so used to this fast pace of life like constantly had to be busy so then to go somewhere where I was slowing down like that was really like felt unsafe for me and I just I think it took me like a good month to be able to I mean you can even <laughs> like it's just, just I just what am I doing next what am I doing next because to me to not be busy felt not safe Whereas now I'm like, if I do too much, I'm like, oh, I ain't got the capacity for this. But it's that training. And like you said, it starts by, we always say we don't have time. It's maybe, it's not that we don't have time. It's we're not creating time for the things that are actually going to sustain us or the things that are actually important. And if we're constantly saying, I can't find time, like we're never going to find time because we're saying that we're lacking something like to say we need to find something means that it's missing when we look at what's missing we just focus on more of what's missing and it's like I haven't got time I can't it's when we start to take accountability and say I'm going to create time like realizing that we are the ones that get to create it it's not that we don't have time it's just that our priorities might not be in the order of the things that are actually going to sustain us because we've prioritized the things a lot of the time and it's something I've worked on with myself it's something I work with some of my clients and it's like we put this pedestal that work must come before our own well-being whether it's client work must become before our own well-being anything we must do this for this other person before us like everything so then what happens is this crumbling of the things that would sustain us because we're not creating that space and we're giving to everyone else so it's like the empty cup analogy we're pouring from an empty cup because we're not filling ourselves up and it's actually the moment you stop for a second and just slow down and start like you said just taking it with little 
mini commitment to yourself like I always say like the my 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 focus is to help people make the commitment that the relationship with yourself is the most important one how do you fill yourself up first and that's something I'm really passionate about because it's the moment that we start like giving everyone else what we don't have is when we start to lose that sustainability in ourselves we start to lose ourselves we're left with no energy we don't want to do the things that make us feel good because we're giving what we don't have we're giving like off our emptiness and then we're just left why we're wondering feeling flat but it starts if you making a commitment and like you you gave some amazing practices it could be that when you make your cup of coffee in the morning instead of sitting on your phone if you sit for 15 minutes in silence and just observe mm. and it's a lot of the time I, I do feel when we don't want to create space like we talked a little bit about numbing earlier and we do numb from things and it's okay at times because of the we, we do need that, that di- different parts of us. But if you are constantly numbing all the time, it's like, what are you trying to escape? What are you afraid of? I know for me, I didn't want to sit in stillness because I was afraid to listen to what was actually going on inside. And now I'm like, I'm trying to like play with the mantra that slowing down actually speeds me up because the more I slow down and I can be present and actually observe what's going on, the more I can make sure the things that I'm doing it's when I'm not in that when I don't slow down and it's go 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 it's like I reflect a few days later and I'm like I can see that the pattern of past choices and it's like we have to create that space to be able to see but I think that's the thing that we struggle the most with sometimes is to create that space I think you make a really good point about reframing the way you're going to choose to create space rather than a time I'm going to make a commitment to create space. Like it's just reframing that wording that you're telling yourself. Yeah. And also like you touched upon when you first came to Morocco, it was, it took you about a month to settle in. And I can relate to that. Like when I first made the move here, it was a very difficult transition because life here is very, very different. Um, Everything happens in its own time. And now it's a very, very beautiful thing that I, um, you know, to live amongst um, this way of life. However, it was very uncomfortable at first because it was yeah. so different. And actually, in um, I was in a therapy session a couple of months ago and it was discovered that the things that we find uncomfortable, it's like a differentiation between whether you want them to be familiar or not sometimes things feel uncomfortable because they're not familiar so when you make a transition from being go 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 all the time Mm -hmm. and stepping into a slower pace it's uncomfortable because we've just never done it before not because it's not good for us yeah and then as soon as you start doing it more and more that practice becomes familiar and then becomes more comfortable and it just takes that time again it's reframing the mind that not everything is immediate it is societal urgency culture that has conditioned us to believe that everything has to be immediate mm-hmm. and when we take sustainable change yes it might feel uncomfortable at first but it takes time to become familiar and yet and then comfortable and when when we give it time when we give it space and when we make ourselves make a commitment to ourselves to create that space even only for a short period of time we then see the benefits and be able to feel the benefits but also going into it with the knowledge that okay just if I do five minutes of sitting in silence I'm not gonna heal myself or cure myself or feel the profound benefits you know it takes a few times and it's having that understanding 
okay, if I'm going to realign with nature, if I'm going to re- really create this sustainability, I need to create space for time. I need to create that space. I need to create moments like this. Mm. Yeah, because it, it's like, it's a, I think everyone always uses the gym analogy, isn't it? You don't go to the gym once and expect to. It's like repetition and it's with with any practice. And I think with any practice, with any like type of change, it's repetition, repetition repetition the same way that our habits so the compound effect isn't it is always working for us or against us like in terms of things will always compound it becomes habits we're habitual beings so it's just taking time to form them new habits to the point where you said they get comfortable but with any change it is uncomfortable to start with because it's that's that's the discomfort of when we're like you said it's unfamiliar we don't know it the body sees it as a threat we're like oh but it's like we eventually just train it and these then become practices and you look back and think and I just recently read a book actually that I should keep telling everybody about is called the gap and the gain and it's about measuring ourselves like are you in the gap of what you're lacking or are you in the gain of what you're gaining and it's knowing that we're always gaining no matter the experience but in the book it said always measure backwards and that's one of the things it's always measure backwards from where you started because if we're constantly looking forward to the ideal of where we desire to be and looking at say I don't know we want to create sustainable change and we have this ideal of what the most sustainable version of us would look like if we're constantly looking towards that which is great that's not actually reality so then when we look at where we're at now we just start to think well, that's where I want to be. And I'm looking at myself now. Well, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I should know better, blah, blah, blah. We start looking and picking ourselves apart when actually maybe three months ago, you weren't living in any form of sustainability for yourself. And three months ago, you didn't create any time. And now you're creating an hour a day. Look at what you've gained. Look at where you started. And I think that principle is always measure backwards from where you are to what from where you was to where you are now and looking backwards yes use the this ideal of where you want to be as like this guiding light but celebrating where we're at now as enough and I think that's probably another thing in urgency council because we're constantly looking forward we forget to reflect backwards of where we are and forget like of what we've created right now in this moment yeah I love that, so, I love that. always measure backwards <laughs> I would actually love for you to talk because I think so many people listening to this will benefit because I feel like there's a, there is a big transition, I think, especially around women our age of getting in touch with ourselves. I think something that's something that I've discovered on my journey, I know it's something you've discovered, or getting in touch with the cycles, which is us, which is menstruation and menstruality. And it's like it's a taboo topic, but I definitely see a shift in women of our age realising to get in touch with ourselves is to get in touch with our cycles, to understand our cycles, something we've not been educated on. Mm-hmm. And I actually would really love for you to talk about, we've talked a lot about sustainability and I think a big part of sustainability for women and not this urgency culture is to understanding the seasons of the cycle and actually how to work with them because understanding our cycle, in my opinion, realises that it's okay that we don't need to be at this high level of optimism that society believes that we do at all levels of time so I would love for you to share your wisdom on the seasons of the cycle and I'm just going to sit back and absorb it all so this is or can be quite a um, big topic a vast topic Um, however it is very easy to quickly align and get to know your body and get to learn the language of your body 
And actually one of the things that really helped me was I was finding it very difficult to be consistent in creating sustainable habits. And when I learned more about menstruality, I found that there was power in being consistent in inconsistency <laughs> and each week or each season of the cycle emits different energies within us therefore you can change your habits each week if you want to be able to align with the energy of the month maybe we, we gave the example of the gym before now maybe if you go to the gym every day or three times a week you may find that you have more strength certain weeks and less strength certain weeks but pushing yourself or forcing your body to meet the same strength all the time is damaging it's damaging because you're not listening to your body you know that you can reach a certain weight or you can reach a certain lift or whatever I mean I'm not, not the biggest gym buff so maybe my terminology is not quite right here <laughs> but I'm saying like it's kind of knowing that finding an, a, an inconsistent routine is actually consistent to the to to your body it's it's serving yeah. your body because you're not putting yourself oh I, I lifted this last week so why can't I lift it now or I could run this far this week but I can't run that this far and it just allows that space for you to know that your body is not always going to be at the optimum right mm-hmm. so there's four inner seasons um roughly um a woman's cycle is anywhere between 28 days and up um it can be less it can be more this is just the average now men work on a 24-hour cycle. So every day when they get up, they get a spike of testosterone that depletes throughout the day. And the next day, they get another spike. So that is what, like, we are living in a patriarchal society. It's very male-dominated. And it's not to say that's a good or a bad thing. It's just that's the way it is right now. And in workspaces in Western culture, we are conditioned to believe that this showing up every day with the same capacity is the right way to show up. When actually in in our feminine nature, in our hormonal, our actual physiology, we are on a much longer scale. Actually, for women, there is only two days where testosterone is the highest. There's one day where it spikes it depletes on the second day. And then the rest of the time, our testosterone for the rest of the month is very low. And then we have fluctuating hormones between estrogen and progesterone. During the spike of testosterone, this is known as our inner summer or our ovulation phase. And when we are ovulating, this is when we become super warriors. <laughs> Everything in our being is like, yes, I can take on the world. I am ready for everything. You want to meet people, you want to be social, you feel so sexy. And anyway, this the 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 the, the traits that I'm gonna describe, you know, they are flexible, but generally ovulation phase when our testosterone is at its highest, we are also at our know feeling the best generally generally now this is all like give or take you'll have your own experience with your inner seasons 
so that is the time when I can say we are most like um, the energy of a of a man because our, our testosterone is at its highest. However, for the rest of the time, we have different hormones interplaying and our testosterone is actually at our lowest. So the spring uh, phase, which is just before summer. So this is the week after your bleed. This is when we start to feel a little bit more energized, not quite the optimum of summer, but it's on the uphill towards our peak of energy. After summer, we have our inner autumn. This is the week before menstruation and we have a depletion in our hormones. This is the time for me and for most people, it is the hardest. It's when our inner critic comes out. However, even though the inner critic can be fierce at this time, understanding how to set boundaries can help you dance with your inner critic rather than be burdened by her. And you can actually gain some serious insight into what you need to release, what you need to work on, what kind of things are impacting your inner dialogue. And menstruation is the inner winter. This is the time for nourished rest. This is the time where you can say no to everything in the world. And actually in the West, this is not accounted for. I am very lucky to live in a country where this is honored. Actually in Morocco, the first two days of a woman's bleed, she is allowed to have paid leave from work. This is profoundly moving forward for the for the understanding and the awareness of menstruality, um, embodiment, empowerment. And to know that there is a country here that I'm living in that is honoring this for women shows that actually there is much um there is a massive message here that women should take rest during men uh, menstruation, during the bleed. And actually another interesting fact um, about um, menstruation is during this time, women are said to be the most intuitive, the most connected. Um, it's where the veil is thin and actually we can get our biggest downloads. Um, not to say in this phase you should act on those downloads or then sources of inspiration, However, it's the time when we do honor our rest, we can gain a lot of knowledge and insight and guidance because we are so grounded in our feminine power that the source of creation that is within us comes to the surface. And actually in, in Islam, in the Islamic faith, during menstruation, women um, are, um, don't have to pray. And the reason for this is because at this time they are already connected to source they are instantly they have that line of connection to the divine to source to god whatever you want to call it but during their bleed they are connected so them stepping on the prayer mark five times a day is not necessarily because they are in a prayer state for the the time of their men menstruation and I understand that in the West, it's very difficult to not go to work <laughs> because it's judged, it's criticised. It's not 
understood in in the western culture it's changing but it's still not um on a collective level however when you want to in order to balance the energies it's also this time is that okay maybe i can't take a day off two days off during my bleed but maybe i can take rest in the evening i can have a couple of hours in an evening or in that week where I take a bath, um, I get cozy underneath some covers, I have some hot chocolate or hot cacao or like whatever, whatever it is going to be soul nourishing for you to just be as still as you can be. I understand if you have a family, this is not always the case, but being able to communicate your needs during this time can be very profound explaining and allowing people around you to understand I need to take an hour for myself right now please can you help me please can you look after the kids please can um I just have this space asking for permission to rest is so important during this time and actually giving yourself this nourished rest will inspire the energy for the rest of the season when you enter spring, you might want to develop on those ideas or those insights that you had on the bleed, make a plan, set some goals. In ovulation, you can take action. This is the phase where you are ready to go. You are ready to be in your yang energy and exert all that power you have to drive those goals or those intentions forward. The autumn is then about reflecting, readjusting and understanding what is working for those goals and what isn't. This is the, the the rationale behind your bleed. So anything, all that source of inspiration that you may have had, now it's time to get to the nitty gritty. Is this really for me? Is it not? Is it serving me? Is it not? Am I doing the right action or could I readjust? And this is just kind of an introduction to cyclical living. But all these cycles are within the cycles of nature. They are in the cycles of the seasons in the in the um, in the year, and they are within us as women. And it's not just an energetical shift; it's also a, f- a physical hormonal change within us. It's not just woo woo or our hormones change. So of course, our body is going to react to those changes. So just just take it all in. I'm just like because there's just so much valuable information and I'm just like because I'm like listening and I feel that I, I like recognize from what you're saying like the different shifts like I'm a superwoman one week and the next week I'm like I can't get out of bed and it's like honoring that energy but like you said we're not it's not mm-hmm. something we're taught about so it's something obviously we're learning mm-hmm. now actually it's interesting because I'm I'm in my autumn now so I'm day 24 um so I'm very close to my bleed at the moment but this is like the depth of autumn my body is very heavy and actually this phase is where I and most people it's like unfiltered truth speaking these kind of um you in this phase not so um afraid to say what you think or what you feel and it was interesting, like obviously arranging this podcast today with you. I was thinking, oh, sometimes like <laughs> my words might come out a bit harsh, or the way I'm explaining concepts, it's kind of matter of fact. But that's like the autumn energy. That's the autumn energy coming through. 
you know, maybe if you if we would have had this podcast last week and I was in my superwoman phase, everything is all like sunshine and roses and there's no um, kind of uh, argument or debate on certain topics. Whereas now it's like, okay, actually we can see what's, you know, what we can do, what's good, what's, what's you know, do you understand? Yeah, yeah I understand <laughs> completely. And I think like it's amazing that we as women have this power to like understand ourselves and be able to go through these stages and also learn how to, like you said, harness the different energies, I guess, to our advantage, whether it's rest, whether it's this superwoman phase, like the birthing of ideas, that like, connection to self, like it's an incredible, incredible like thing that we have. And it all links like everything you were saying about understanding the cycles of the cyclical nature of life, the cyclical nature of our seasons, it all comes back to that connection we have with ourselves and creating that sustainability and like you said, finding consistency in the inconsistency of our energy. But the energy is not really that inconsistent because it's the same every month. It's just us, I guess, shifting our mindset, our paradigm, our way of thinking to like really like I said like you said get in tune with ourselves to understand and observe these different phases but again it comes back to what we said earlier when we've not looked at it before and I know for like for me it's not really something I spoke about but like I was on contraception from when I was like 15 to for like to stop my periods bleeding because it was really heavy and then I never questioned until 27 like why am I actually pumping all these hormones into my body and then last year I got um the coil removed so like for the first time, like to be in like a normal cycle for like the last sort of like six, seven months. And like, you just think even that, like I would have never have questioned before, like why would I not take contraception? Because obviously I don't want to get pregnant, blah, blah, blah. But also like there's more to that than that. It's like being actually, to be in touch with your cycle as a woman. Like I never knew when my period was going to come. I never knew where I was. And it's like, getting that thing again it's something outside of us even though we're taking something whether it's a pill whether it's whatever it is it's that's it's, that's something that's we're putting in those that's like a I guess something outside of us to control what goes on within and it's actually like when we remove that that's how we connect back to ourselves and we just start to just come back like come back home basically and actually on um on my Instagram, I actually have a free resource that talks about the basic energies and like how you can attune. I think like for me, like just even knowing which season I'm in, even if I don't know it to the depths or like when I was first starting, you know, this was all very new. I started understanding what day of my cycle I was on and then knowing what season I was on, but it actually took it allowed me to forgive myself and tame my inner critic because I found myself, well, why can't, why am I not motivated today? Why am I not getting all this stuff done? Why do I not want to do these jobs? And I was finding myself calling myself lazy um, unproductive. I was procrastinating, but actually as soon as I knew, okay, I'm in my, I'm approaching my bleed. I'm in my inner autumn. It was, it made me understand and show compassion for myself. It's like, it's okay you're not superwoman anymore <laughs> you yeah. know? um so I I will um if you head over to my Instagram and look in my link in bio there'll be a free resource in there for for anyone who is interested in this and I'm always available to talk to also yeah I've got a question for you actually that just came to my mind when you were speaking then um because obviously you run well you've two businesses because you've got your yoga platform and obviously the business and you said about you're not wanting to do these tasks and people 
and you call yourself lazy. And I guess obviously for a lot of us, whether we're like business owners or whatever it is that we're doing, how have you found actually changing the prioritization of tasks and being able to adapt to your season through that? How do you sort of like navigate through that? Because obviously I guess sometimes if we're working nine to five, let's say, we don't have that same ability, maybe not have that same ability to decide like this week, actually, I'm in my autumn, I'm in my winter, I'm just going to slow down. But I'm guessing how have you, yeah, how do you navigate through like what do you do in each phase? Um, so it, it takes, I'm still on a learning curve with this um, mm-hmm. because my days or my weeks are very varied depending on whether I'm hosting um, guests or, or not. Um, however, when I look at the back end of things, like when I look at my admin tasks and stuff, I find that during my inner autumn, the week before my bleed, it's kind of a clean out, it's a tidy up. So any kind of monotonous admin tasks are actually easier during this time because it's like the brain just wants to get rid of everything it's like it wants to clear out to prepare the body and the mind for the next cycle this Mm. new summer is a time where I'm available I'm available for everything and everyone I am happy to have those conversations those meetings those um you know, the interaction, that front of house kind of um, persona. This for me is a time. So actually when I have guests, um, when I'm in my summer, I actually spend quite a lot of time with people. <laughs> when I'm in my autumn, I don't. You know, I'll I'll do, I'll, I'll greet them in the morning. We can take breakfast together. But then after that, I, I, I remove myself from any kind of social interaction because I can't show up in the same way. Whereas in my spring and summer, it's very easy for me to sit with people for hours on end and talk and have conversations with people because I've got that energy to give out. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um during like the spring phases, any kind of ideas for um, content may come forward. Um, actually, I find in my autumn and my um, and my menstruation, I get a lot of ideas, but it's easier for me to actually create um, during my spring. So, yeah, it's just. And I know in in a nine to five in a nine to five job this can be difficult. However, if I look back to my at this time when I was working in corporate companies, I did not have any cycle awareness. However, if I look at the job tasks that I had, um, yes, there were some things that I had to add um, submit weekly, and okay. obviously that you don't have any room to adapt. But then there was other things that were monthly. And it's things like this that you can start thinking, okay, well, if this is, I'm only doing these once a month, where in my month is this going to serve me? When can I do this the best? If you're, if you're, if you're in a team or you're um, managing people, for example, you may find those monthly meetings or those weekly, uh, those monthly meetings are best to have with your team when you're in your um 
higher energy phases if you're meeting with your team members when you're in your autumn you may feel the criticism coming out first and foremost and that's not necessarily a bad thing if you have difficult if you have difficult things to communicate with people your autumn is a time where it can be unfiltered Mm -hmm. however if you're going into a meeting where you have to uh, discuss difficult things going in with it with some compassion is very important in your autumn phase because if you don't go in it with compassion you can kind of be a little bit ruthless and it you don't want to be harming to other people you know I always call my my autumn phase it's where sassy nads comes out <laughs> learning at the moment really to navigate it but also I have a time where when it comes to business conversations, I cannot handle having business conversations in my autumn because I get very defensive. I don't like being criticized because it it just feeds my inner critic. Mm -hmm. And also if I'm communicating any issues or problems with other people, it doesn't come out in the right way. It's harsh. It's like, it's not compassionate. Whereas if I understand, okay, these are the problems that are happening and then go into my, maybe approach it in my spring. Yes, I've I've got the rationale and I've got both sides of the argument from my author. But when I'm in spring, I'm more compassionate, I'm more kind, I'm more soft. Yeah. Mm. That's so interesting. It is interesting just to have like the awareness and be able to just observe the differences, but also like that comes back to knowing yourself. Because when you know yourself and understand your behaviours, and it's not like saying using the seasons as an excuse to be, I don't know, like an excuse to be, I, don't, I, try not to say, I can't think of another word than a twat. I don't know why twat's the word that came to mind. But you know, you like want to say something, but you just like, you just say it and you don't really think about the consequences. It's not, we're not, you're not, you're not saying that. It's just you being able to understand like the different phases of yourself helps you understand why obviously in certain periods of time, Maybe you were triggered a little bit more than normal. And I just think everything comes back, like we said at the start, it's about creating sustainability for ourselves, but everything comes back to that, having that deep awareness and understanding of your own patterns, of your own seasons, your own cycles, which comes back to knowing yourself. And that's really what it stems from. Everything we've talked about here, like stems from us coming back to having an understanding like you said, even if we create sustainability, is understanding what is important to us. Why do we want to create sustainability? What does that look like for us? How do we work with our own cycles? How do we create this? Where are we maybe not creating it? It all comes back to to you, basically, at the end of it. Which leads us on nicely <laughs> to re-talk about Warrior Evolution because... We mentioned it right at the start, but obviously Warrior Evolution is the retreat that Nads and I are co-hosting together, which is about helping, or no, it was a helping, guiding, guiding women to journey back to themselves to discover their inner warrior. And I'm just looking at the date. We're on the 3rd of March. It's nearly, it, 5th of April as it starts, so just over a month away. And then if you want to just talk a little bit about it, what what's included and we've got a little offer to announce as well so which is exciting and then we'll round up this conversation so yes so uh warrior evolution is uh an all-inclusive retreat that myself and lana are going to be hosting at manira palm uh which has been called a hope for healing 
Um, there is five nights um, here in Marrakesh and everything is included. Soul nourishing food, um, airport transfers, accommodation, a beautiful community of um, other warriors that will be joining us. And each day we have a journey where we will guide you back to yourself, back into your authenticity, back into your power, um, because it's already there within you. Everything, your power, your authenticity, your spirit, your essence is already there within you. And we're just going to help you unleash it. So first day will be um, intention. We will have a welcome ceremony to arrive into a safe space where your voice will be heard. And then under the full moon, we will have a nice fire gathering to release what no longer serves and set the fire within your soul free just to create space for the remainder of the retreat. The second day is moving on to ignite. Ignite. Where you will ignite a deep connection into your body. Dear Lana will be hosting a self-identity and embodiment workshop and I will be hosting a womb warrior workshop followed by a sound healing ceremony. Do you want me to day talk three. about some of the days? I feel like I'm just letting you talk about it all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting back like, hey, are you doing all the work? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say some as well. See, like, this is the yin and the yang. <laughs> um, day three is all about expansion. So we've like, day one, like we said, is intention setting. Day two, we're igniting the connection to ourselves. Day three is expansion where we're actually going to be, like you said, this retreat's all inclusive and we're going out on an excursion to the beautiful Atlas Mountains, which you can actually see from a nearer palm. So we're going to be expanding all of our senses and journeying through nature and self. Um, so obviously experience the different cultures, some of, some of different activities, pal, and then we will be, we talked about this yin to the yang. We're going to be doing the yang of going out and then in the evening we'll have a relaxing yin yoga to allow you to fully surrender and switch off because I think one thing just, just before like, we, we dive on to the other days with the retreat, we've really wanted to create the, yes, there is the doing, but balancing it with the being. And I think that's something we've incorporated all days. It's not just about you doing all this stuff. It's also you have chance to integrate as well. And then day five, day five for this today, day four even is all about connection, where we're going to have group coaching. Um, because when you share things in safe spaces, we always say shame, guys, shame breeds in the dark. So when we bring stuff to light, then we can allow it to come to the surface. Um, Nancy's going to be doing a shadow warrior workshop to help to dance with the inner critic and then we are going to be having desert dinner under the stars so you can feel like the true warrior that we all are within us and if you want I'll let you do the last day <laughs> and day five is celebration celebration for yourself celebration for your journey celebration for all the lessons that have proceeded up until the present moment and the celebration of the future for what is to come and this is basically just a journey to ignite your truest potential and unleash the warrior that is within you, an empowered soul with definite sense of self. I'm excited. I'm like... The question is, are you ready to be healed by the truth of who you are? Because me and Lana would hold so much 
pleasure and gratitude in welcoming you to space. And I will let Lana reveal the offer that we have. Yes. So we decided to, because sometimes we want to go on this journey, it's always nice to have that connection of someone that you know. So we have a special offer, which is valid, I'm guessing, between now and until the retreat. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody that wants to come, it's an offer for friends, two of us. So the retreats, the investment for the retreat starts from 1444 with everything included. But if two people want to come together, you both get friends discount um, and you save between your £222. So it's £2,666 for two of you. And um, there is a code. I cannot remember. My phone has just died. So I cannot remember the code at the top of my head. Sun and moon. Sun and moon. Um, and I'm going to put everything in the show notes, the links. And if you have any questions and you just want to just ask Nads or I about the retreat, if you want to make sure it's the right journey for you, obviously we want to, as much as we'd love to invite you there, we want to also know it's the right fit for you and it's the right fit for you on your journey. So you can book a call with us. We can chat about it. But we'd absolutely be honoured to take you on the journey and join the other warriors that are joining us yeah, next month. I still think he's has it next month. He's still like he's come around so fast. Um, but I don't know if you've got anything else you'd like to add. Oh, good. No, good. Um, but thank you, honestly, thank you so much for joining me on this conversation because I'm just like, I can't wait to go listen back to it because there was so much insight, wisdom, knowledge and everything in there. And I know you mentioned, obviously, you had a free resource on your Instagram, but if you want to just share with people listening where they can find it i'm going to put it in the show notes but like where they can find you what your instagrams are and all that jazz yeah so my personal instagram which talks a lot more about balancing the yin and the yang and cyclical living is manirapam.nads and um, manirapam the space the hub for healing is manirapam.marrakesh amazing and i'll put everything in the show notes but thank you so much for joining me and um, thank you for those that have listened and if you know anyone obviously would benefit from anything that we've discussed or you want to discuss anything with nads or i that's been discussing us like obviously do reach out to us do share this episode with anyone that you would know that would benefit because that's how we all evolve and expand together but i'm going to leave it there and i will see you on or hear you on the next episode